right, guys, we're going to get started. This is cool. All right, my name's Kelly. This is Kristen, and we're going to be tag teaming today. Uh, we're just excited, like I mentioned. I really hope that you guys really feel inspired by this time. I want to just cast a lot of vision for you and share with you what other students are doing across the nation to reach their schools with the gospel. And I hope that that just like opens your eyes to see what you could do to share the gospel where you are. Um, because the Lord is doing some amazing things in a lot of students. Uh, how many of you guys go to public school? Raise your hand high. Okay, so public school, Christian school. A couple Christian homeschool. Okay, uh, homeschool. Got a couple homeschool. Okay, so wherever you are, the Lord can absolutely use you to share the gospel. So I just want you to like, keep your eyes open and ears open to wherever you are, the Lord can use you. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to actually teach you some very practicals on how you can proclaim your faith. We find that a lot of students want to know how to share their faith, but don't often know where to start. So we're going to get really practical on that. We're going to talk about, like I mentioned in there, like Matthew, how you could do outreach on your campus. I'm going to give you guys all some challenges on how you can share the gospel this year in your schools. So we're going to do a bunch of interaction and some... Uh, uh, workshop time as we go. So I pray that this is really practical. Um, in your packet that we gave you is a, um, a worksheet. So use that because nobody ever remembers everything after today. So we're going to give you lots of like training so that you can take this home and even teach others or people in your cabin. So fill out your worksheet as you go. You'll also see a response card like I mentioned. Um, fill that out. That's our best way of getting a hold of you after today. We would love post camp if you want more help beyond this 30-minute session, our ministry is here to support you in whatever way that we can. Uh, whatever your situation, whatever your school, whatever you want, that's what we do is so we can help you. So that's why we have you fill out that response card. You don't have to fill it out, but if you want to, we would love to text you afterwards and uh, follow up with you. Um, you'll also see that you have a life book and a track. We'll get to that. Those are like tools on how to share the gospel. Later on, we'll, we'll walk through those things. Okay, so that's what we're about. Why are you here? That's my question for you to start. Why are you here? What are you seeing in your friends' lives that helps you see, like, that causes you to think they need Jesus? What are you seeing in your friends and in this generation? Shout it out. Identity. Depression, for sure. Worth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where is their worth? What else? What else are you seeing? <laughs> I hate gossip. Yep. What else are you seeing? What's the root? What are you seeing in the lives of your friends? Bad home life? Mm -hmm. Insecurity. You know, I really think, I mean, we could go on and on and on. There's, ju there's just pain. There's just brokenness in this generation of students. And so um, I have hair that's somewhere hanging off my arm that's driving me crazy. Guys, you don't know what that's like. Girls, you definitely understand what that's like. Okay, we'll find it. Ah, ha, ha, thank you. Um, go back to the problem. I really believe that the, the root of what we just talked about is a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem of needing Jesus. You're looking for worth in all the wrong places. You're work, looking for your identity in all the wrong places. It's not going to be found outside of Jesus. And how beautiful if the Lord could use you and you and you and you to bring freedom, to bring purpose, to bring the identity of Christ, to bring uh, healing to brokenness, to your friends, that this is not hopeless, that the Lord could absolutely use you. So tell me this, how many of you guys have tried to share the gospel with your friends before or with anyone? You've tried to share the gospel. Okay, keep your hands raised. Keep your hand raised if it felt awkward. 
Good job being honest. Sometimes it is awkward to share your faith, right? Keep your hands raised. Keep your hands raised if it still was worth it. That's good. Look around. I want you to just like internalize that, that yes, it can be awkward and uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And we want to help you equip you so that it's even less awkward. So that's the heart. I want you to know that the Lord can absolutely use you. The Lord can absolutely use you. And he does all the time. And you can do this. So often the little voices in our head are like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if the Lord can actually use me. He absolutely can. So I want to tell you about a student. Well, Kristen wants to tell you about a student. Um, His name is Jackson, so that you can see what students like you are also doing. Go ahead. Yeah, so Jackson was a student just like you guys um, from Chicago at Richards High School. And he saw the problem. And he decided that he wanted to bring Jesus onto his campus. And so he became a decision point leader. He started a Christian club. And guys, next thing you know, um, over 200 students came, 270 students came to hear about Jesus from dynamic speakers. They had free Chick-fil-A, free Bibles, gospel tracts, and dozens of students accepted Jesus right then and there from a student. Like how incredible is that? Um, One student that Jackson followed up with specifically that stood out was a student named Muhammad. And Muhammad had grown up um, in the Muslim background, but, and he wasn't a Christian, but every single day he was going to this outreach. And he was just like, every day was just getting more and more insight about who Jesus was. Um, and Jackson followed up with him, and he found out that Muhammad had actually given his life to Jesus. He told Jackson, he said, I am not a Muslim anymore. I have decided to follow Jesus. And now Muhammad today is actually reading through the Bible, and he's experienced the joy of knowing Jesus. Um, and Muhammad, he actually wrote this on his um, social media. He wrote on his Instagram. So just think, like, Muhammad is now making a outwardly in a public um, do- declaration that he's following Jesus. He says, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, Amen. And you might be encouraged by this story and think, wow, that was really cool. But in your heart, you might be thinking, I could never do that. Like, you don't know me. I'm like too like sheltered or insecure. I can't do that. And what I want to encourage you is that it is not you doing it. It is Jesus and the Lord doing it through you. And so God reminds us all throughout the Bible that he is with us. In Ephesians 3, it reminds us that God is able that although we may not feel able or equipped, that God is able. In Matthew 28, it reminds us that no matter what happens, that God is with us. In 1 Timothy 4, that God can use you even though you're young. You know, I get that a lot of like, oh, you're too young, you can't do this. But it's we're over and over and over in the Gospels and in the Bible, you see God using young people to bring the Gospel to generations. Um, And you might be able to see that the Lord can use you, but maybe some of you have tried and been told that you can't do it. Like, my admin says I can't can't share the gospel, or I can't pass out Bibles, or my teacher says I can't do this. And we want to equip you guys today that you are actually protected legally to share the gospel on your schools. And so there's two laws that I want to share with you to help you, like, just encourage you and equip you that you can share the gospel legally. Um, The first is maybe one that you've heard. It's called the First Amendment or the freedom of speech. 
And this basically means that during non-instructional time, so not when like your teacher's teaching you about like math or science, but during like lunch or like breaks or all after school, before school, you can openly talk about Jesus. You can pray and you can read the Bible. You can pass out God's word. You can even wear Christian clothes that outwardly proclaim that you are a Christ follower. So that is the first law, which is the First Amendment. And the second is the Equal Access Act. So that is a federal law which basically states that all clubs throughout the nation have to be treated equally, no matter what club they are. So if the chess club can do it, you guys can do it, okay? This allows for you to host events, reserve rooms on campus, hang posters, pass out flyers, even invite guest speakers like your pastor or like how you heard about Matthew, how he brought an NFL player to share the gospel. Um, and so now that you know it's possible that the law is on your side, so you legally can share the faith, your faith, um, my question is for you is, what can you do? Like you specifically. Um, what if God used you to reach your friends? What if God used you to reach all your classmates? What if God used you to reach your entire school? And what if God used you, you guys in this room, to reach your generation? And so as you think through that and you think about all these things that you could do, I want you guys to turn, um, check out this video and just see how God used students like you um, to bring the gospel to their entire school. So check this out. Sharing the gospel at, at Sienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like, following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past, and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. What do you think? 
Tell me what you see from that video. What stands out to you? What'd you what did you notice? What did you like? Yeah, shout it. Yeah, what a great mission field because students are still figuring out so much. Yes, up to 85% of people who receive Christ do it before they're 18. Now's a perfect time to share with them the gospel. What else? Shout it out. What what stood out to you from the video? Anything? Nothing? Great students are hungry. Yeah. They are hungry. Totally. They're not going to church, but they still have questions. And so if you can get to them on campus, they will come at lunch. They will come. You think that they won't come, but they will come. One more. One other thing that stood out to you. Yeah. You do have to go outside your comfort zone, for sure. We all like our comfort zone. But how amazing if you could do it in community with other Christians. You aren't alone on your campus. And so if you could bind together and find other Christians to say, let's do this together, you will feel empowered. You are not alone, and the Lord can use you together. It's almost like being on a missions trip on your own campus. You'll feel inspired, and you'll have that purpose. So what that requires to do an outreach like that, especially for those of you guys that are public school students, to do something like this, it does require... the being a part of a Christian club, like Kristen said, um, that's because the Equal Access Act is what provides you the legal protection to share the gospel and bring in speakers and pass out flyers and all those things. So you have to be part of a Christian club. How many of you guys are involved in a Christian club right now? And if any of you guys leading those Christian clubs right now? Okay, cool. So for those of you guys that are leading these Christian clubs, I want to just say specifically to you, awesome. I really believe that the Lord has a very unique place for you that you could actually give your entire school the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. Let that sink in, that the Lord could use you at 15, 16, 17, 18 years old to give your entire school the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. For those of you that are in the Christian club but not leaders of the Christian club, go back this year and cast vision to them. Help them see what could happen. You could share with them this vision. I went to camp and I learned this, what could happen. You could even show them this video and you could help change the purpose and the feel and the tone of your Christian club. If you guys are in private school, you can still do this. How incredible if you could do student-run peer-to-peer witnessing in your Christian school, apart from Bible class, apart from chapels, run by you, your students and your friends will listen. And if those of you that are are homeschooled, you have such a unique opportunity with time to come alongside your public school and Christian school friends to help. Grab them in youth group and come alongside and say, I can help, and they can allow you on campus and you can come alongside of them. So wherever you are, um, it's possible. Oh yeah, last group. Anybody that's graduated in this room already? Anybody that's graduated? Okay, no, I want to talk to you if you are. So, uh, like I said, fill out that response card. We can follow up. So now we just talked about outreach. Outreach is a specific way that you can share the gospel on campus, but you don't have to share the gospel just through outreach. You can do it through three challenges that I'm going to give you. Ready? The Pray 5 challenge, the Give God's Word challenge, and the Go Witness challenge. These are three challenges that we want to challenge you to do this summer and into school. So Kristen's going to come tell you what these challenges are all about. It's called the Pray 5 Challenge. You know, we um, believe as Christians that prayer 
is the most powerful tool as we think about sharing our faith. Um, So the Pray 5 challenge is simply this. To commit to praying for five people for five minutes every single day for five weeks. And you'll pray specifically for three things. The first thing you'll pray for is that the Lord would give you, that the Lord will open a door for you to share the gospel with them. So you'd pray the Lord will open a door. And then second, as the Lord opens the door, which we believe that he will, you want to pray that you would be given the opportunity to share the gospel, but clearly and boldly. And then your third thing you want to pray for is that they would accept Jesus. So you want to pray that the Lord will open a door, that you would be confident and share your faith clearly and boldly, and pray that they would accept Jesus. Um, One student named Daniel, um, a long, long time ago, he took this challenge. And this is something that he said, and I want you guys to really listen to this. So this is a student, just like you guys, who took this challenge seriously. He said this, I began praying every day that God would give me the opportunity to share my faith, and I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I was finding these opportunities everywhere. The coolest thing that happened my senior year was the opportunity that God gave me to share the gospel of Jesus with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. And that conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and the questions that he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk and pray and serve the church together. Now listen to this sentence, importantly. He said, was personal witnessing awkward? Sure, sometimes it was. Was it worth it? A million times yes. You guys, what if we began to pray for our friends and for our families and for our peers like Daniel did? So I want you to right now, take a minute, and you guys have on your worksheet a place where you can write down five names of people that need to hear the gospel This could be your family. This could be your friends. This could be a student who is just so lonely and doesn't even seem like they have any friends. Guys, this could be somebody that you see and you would just like laugh because you're like, there's no way that person would become a Christian. So I want to take a minute and really ask the Lord, who is God putting on your heart right now? So take a minute. So when you're done, just look at me so I can know how we're feeling. We got like two names, three names, five names, six names. She's doing the price six challenge. Six weeks, six minutes. Anyone else got more than five? You can just do five or less than. Who is God putting on your heart? So that leads us into our second challenge, which is the give God's word challenge. Um, The Give God's Word challenge is simply this, to give God's Word to your peers at school by simply walking around and handing it to them. Guys, you can start this by simply looking at your Pray 5 list and giving them a Bible or giving them one of the life books that we gave you. 
It can start small, but just imagine, you do that first with the pray five, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go pass it out to all my school, or all my friends, or even people I don't know. Guys, did you know that 50% of students have never heard of John 3.16? Like, it's on the bottom of the in and out cup, and they still don't know what it is. Guys, it's the most basic verse of the Bible, and sadly, most of your peers have never read the Bible, and they've never even had one, and you can change that. Um, one student, Mariana, was a student who came to the end of an on-campus outreach. So he didn't hear anything, but he, they gave him a Bible, and he took it home, and he started reading it. And you guys, he got saved. And years later, he is now a youth pastor. So like I shared with the First Amendment, you are allowed to pass out Christian literature all throughout your campus, as long as it's not during class time. And I want to specifically encourage you guys, we gave you life books with those, those white little things, and those are called life books. I think it's the book of Mark. Yes, probably. Or John. It's one of them. Um, and this is just a really cool way to hand this to a student, and they can read through it, and there's like high school students wrote little notes in it. Um, your youth pastor can actually order thousands of them for free. Um, so just talk to them. You can go to lifebook, thelifebook.com, or your youth pastor can order them. So give God's word challenge. And third and final is the go witness challenge. Beyond just sharing the gospel with your five on your prayer five list, what if you could share the gospel with more students at your school? So I want you to think of a date this fall that you can go out and proactively share your faith at your school. And even with students that you don't know, you can grab friends so you don't have to do it alone, but like think of a day and just go. So I want write down a few people on your worksheet. Who is God putting in your mind that you could do this with? Um, it sounds scary, and it's very awkward. It can feel very awkward. But guys, as all of you raise your hands, it is 100% worth it. Um, and I want to give you practical training. Kelly wants to give you practical training. But first, I just want us to root us in the truth of what the Bible says about witnessing. So 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20 reminds us that we are God's ambassadors that God is pleading through us for people to be reconciled to God. Guys, God's solution is you guys. Mark 16, 15 is God commands us to proclaim the gospel. So it's not just a suggestion that's like, okay, God's like, yeah, maybe go share. God's like, no, you have to. As a believer, we are commanded to share the gospel. And Romans 10, 14 and 15 encourages us that if we don't share the gospel, who will? Guys, if you don't share the gospel with your friends, who will? And let that sink in. Really, let that sink in. Like if my pray five list, if I don't share the gospel with them, who is going to share the gospel with them? That's a good question. It's a great question. It's a good question. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, I want to encourage you guys as youth pastors in this room. These are three challenges that you guys could do as a youth group. Uh, this could be something that you do in September. We're going to do the Pray 5 Challenge. In October, we're going to do the Give God's Word Challenge. In November, we're going to go outside and we're going to go witnessing. This could be something that you guys could do in community because I just keep saying over and over and over and over that you're not alone. Uh, so my question for you is, her question for you is, if you don't, who will? My question for you is, when God opens the door, because God is in the business of opening the door for the gospel, will you be ready or will you freeze because you don't actually know what to say? We want to make sure that you're ready so that when your friend talks to you or the Lord opens the door at Mongolian barbecue with a friend, that you actually know how to articulate the gospel. So right now what I want to do is I want to actually teach you how to start a conversation about the gospel. 
So this is, there's five steps to sharing the gospel. You guys ready? Grab your uh, worksheet. There's five steps to sharing the gospel. The first one is prepare for the conversation. Write these things down. The first way that you share the gospel, you have to prepare for the conversation. Begin the conversation. Share the gospel. That helps. Invite them to respond. And prepare for follow-up. There's five steps to sharing the gospel. This is a helpful framework so you know where to begin and what to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the first three because it's mainly how do you start? Because that's where everybody gets hung up. How do you actually start a conversation? You're obviously here. You want to share the gospel. But how do you actually start the conversation? What does that look like? So we're going to dive into the first three today. So first you prepare. How do you prepare for a conversation? You pray. Plain and simple. She said earlier, prayer is powerful. Prepare by praying, by just letting the Lord hear your fears. Pray for boldness. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. If you want to have a conversation with your friend about the gospel, don't just jump in. Have that silent prayer with the Lord. Like, Lord, would you please fill me with your spirit? I want my words to be your words. Prepare for the conversation by praying. Then begin the conversation. How do you begin a conversation? What do you like to do? You like to hang out? Do you like to play sports? Do you like to play video games? Okay, how do you start a conversation in general? Start talking. That's the trick answer. Guys, start a conversation by starting a conversation. It doesn't have to be weirder than that. You could say, hey, I'm so-and-so, or hey, I wanted to ask you a question. We're going to talk about this in just a minute. Really, you start a conversation by literally opening your mouth because that's how the Lord is going to use you. Then we're going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a role play. Can I pick on somebody who wants to, okay, can I pick, what's your name? Bella. Bella. Okay, you can sit there. That's fine. Okay, Bella and I are going to have a conversation. I'm going to teach you guys how to start a conversation using a transition question. Okay, so write this down. Transition question. Bella, you and I are friends. We've been friends for a long time. And we are hanging out one day doing whatever we like to do. Okay, we're just hanging out. My transition question to Bella I'm going to go from hanging out with Bella to talking about Jesus. I'm going to say, hey, Bella, I don't think I've ever asked you, what are your uh, thoughts on God? So I just went literally naturally, not as weird as you think, from just hanging out with Bella, who's my friend, and just asking her, hey, I don't know if I've ever asked you, what are your thoughts on God? And then you could reply with, come up with something, pretend you're not a Christian. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for answering that question. We're going to talk about that. Do you see how I just asked a question and she just answered it? That's called a transition question. Turn to the person next to you and ask that specific question. I don't think I've ever asked you, what are your thoughts on God? Say it right now. Switch. The other person. Yeah. Okay, all together. I don't think I've ever asked you. What are your thoughts on God? Can you guys do that? Transition question. Now I'm going to pretend that Bella is somebody I don't know. I'm just on your campus, and I'm going to ask you a transition question because I don't know you. I'm going to say, hey, my name's Kelly, and I'm just out here talking to people about God. Do you mind if I ask you what your thoughts are about God? That's a transition question to somebody you don't know. Now we're going to practice. I'm going to say, remember what I just said to Bella? Hey, I'm out here talking to people about Jesus. 
Can I ask you what your thoughts are? Ready? Turn to the person next to you and say it. Hey, I'm out here talking to, somebody, talking to people about Jesus. Would you mind sharing me your thoughts? Ready? Go. Switch. Switch. The other person. Okay, what do you think about transition questions? Is that helpful? It's just a sentence. Because everyone's like, I don't know where to start. Just memorize that. And it's awesome. You're sitting on an airplane someday like, hey, what are your thoughts on God? It's a transition question or with a friend or with somebody that you don't know. And then, like Bella, I asked her a question. She answered. And then what do I do? Listen. Because it's so powerful and important that I understand where Bella is coming from so that I can respond accordingly. So I will stop talking. And it's a conversation. It's not a monologue. I can just listen to where Bella is coming from. Then I'm going to ask Bella a permission question. Are you ready? This is a permission question. We did a transition question, and now we're doing a permission question. I just listened to Bella share about what her, what her family thinks and what she thinks, and I'm going to say, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? It's a question. No one's bashing over the head of anybody. No one's shoving anyone down things down anyone's throats. No one's forcing anything. I'm literally just asking a question. Thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? Ready? Turn to your person and say that sentence. Go. Say it again to the next person. Switch. (laughs) And guys, then I'm going to say to Bella, hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? What's your response? Ooh, I got a hard question. Here she said, um, I guess, but I don't think you're going to change my mind. Do you know what I just heard? She said yes. That's a great question. So let me go back to yes really quick. So I, I don't know, but I don't think you're going to change my mind. That's fine. I'm going to graciously say, totally get it. I won't force you to do anything. You mind if we just have a conversation? It's just a conversation. I'm not going to force you to do anything. If she says no, you go, that's okay. No problem. They, you just had a great interaction. She just had a great interaction with a Christian. And then turn around and just ask the Lord to open up a door with somebody that does want to talk because more people will say yes than they will say no. They say no, no worries. No one's shoving anything. So those are helpful. So we have a transition question. We have a permission question. We have now started the conversation and we are ready to share the gospel. So thank you, Bella, for allowing me. This is not, I'm not going to be this awkward. I would say, cool, mind if we talk? Can I tell you what I believe? She says, yes. I say, here's the gospel in a nutshell. There's four parts to the gospel, so you can write these things down as well. God, say it out. God, our condition. Good job. Christ, our response. Let me unpack for you the gospel really quickly that you can learn to say and practice, and there's a gospel track right here that you can take home and you can use as a tool Bella, I believe that God created you to know him. Yes, the God of the universe created you to know him. And you can have a personal relationship with him. But Bella, there is sin in your heart that keeps you from knowing him. And that's a problem that we have to deal with. But praise God, he did not keep us in our sin. He sent Jesus to die for our sins. He resurrected and he made a way. But we have to actually receive that. That's not a passive thing. 
you can actually choose to follow Jesus as, as your Savior and repent of your sins and love him. Bella, what would keep you from doing that today? I ask a question at the end to turn it back into a conversation because that's what it is. And you can literally learn to share the gospel that quickly. How long did that take me? 30 seconds? But you can actually learn to do that. So we have given you a gospel track right here. There's a black track right here that you can take home. You can practice with a friend. You can say, I'm going to just sit with this, and I'm going to get comfortable learning how to share the gospel so that when somebody asks me, I can articulate actually what I believe. And that's the gospel, guys. So today in 30 minutes, we just went from what students are doing, what you could do, the laws of what you can do, giving you vision for outreach, taught you three challenges, the pray five challenge, the give God's word challenge, the go witnessing challenge. We've practiced sharing the gospel. Anybody tired? I'm tired. So what I want to do is I want to leave you with one challenge, and this is where we're going to end today. Would you take seriously sharing your faith this year? Would you join with other students? There's a movement of students across this nation. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students across this nation that are sharing the gospel. Would you join them? And for those of you that are Christian club leaders, would you actually be leaders to lead outreach on your campus? So take your response cards right now, and would you fill those out? If you want us to follow up with you in any way, fill them out, give them to Kristen at the end. We'd love to help you. Youth pastors, if you're in the room, we have a card specific for you. If you didn't get one, we'd love to just help you in whatever way that we can. And uh, I just want to say, everybody look at me. Go change the world, guys. You literally can change your generation. You literally can change your generation. So thanks for coming.